Welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Lance. I am your host, Lance Sampson, where I talk about sports on this podcast. So, welcome. This week, we'll get right into the NBA Finals to start off the show. Um, So, as of this recording, the Los Angeles Lakers are up two games to none on the Miami Heat. And from what I've watched the first two games, the Miami Heat just look very uh, overmatched against the Lakers. The Lakers have the two best players in the series by far in LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Uh, last night in game two, they both put up 30 plus points. LeBron almost had a triple double with 33, nine and nine. Anthony Davis had 32 or 33, something like that. And he was ridiculously efficient from the field. At one point he was like 14 to 15 from the field. He didn't finish with only missing one shot, but he was extremely efficient last night. Um, all the role players contributed. Rajon Rondo contributed. Kyle Kuzma contributed. Uh, Caruso, KCP, Dwight Howard, all of them just chipped in and helped LeBron and AD just um, pull away from the Heat eventually. Of course, the Heat weren't playing at full strength last night. They were without uh, Goran Dragic, who has a plantar tear in his right foot, I believe, or his left foot. One of his feet has a plantar tear, and uh, he's very doubtful to make an impact in the series. I don't know if he's going to come back or not. Hopefully he does. Also, their star uh, big man, Bam Adebayo, also has a shoulder injury. So he is also injured, and and he does plan to be back for game three. So hopefully they can make some of a difference. But um, the Heat are just overmatched out there. Jimmy Butler is a really good player, but he's not a superstar. Um, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, great shooters. Um, Jay Crowder, a great 3 and D guy. Um, Myers Leonard, Kelly Olenek filling nicely. Big man roles. Kendrick Nunn usually has a great role off the bench as a point guard, but they they just don't have the talent to match up with AD and LeBron. And the Lakers, frankly, have too many big bodies. So um, the series is going as I expected it to go. Um, I did not expect the the Lakers to sweep their way through. I think it's going to be a sweep now. I don't see how the Heat recover from an 0-2 deficit. Now, they may sneak in a game here or there. A lot of people are saying Heat in six because a lot of people are bought into the Heat and their um, dog mentality, like never give up, the way that Pat Riley built his team and the way Eric, Eric Spolster coaches the Heat. They just never seem to be out of games. They always seem to fight back and um, eventually come out on top. But uh, in this series, I don't think that will happen. The Lakers look look like they are on their way to a uh, to a 17th championship for the franchise, and LeBron will probably win his fourth championship. So I applaud the Heat for their effort throughout this postseason, but I think the Lakers are ultimately going to be the champions of this very strange and bubbly 2020 NBA season. Now moving on to Major League Baseball, the playoffs, um, if you – haven't been paying attention, have uh, started already. The wild card series in both the American and National Leagues have both been completed. And now the um, divisional series will start in both leagues on Monday. And uh, so in the divisional series, it's basically the quarterfinal, quarterfinal round. So there's eight teams left and they'll, <coughs> they'll move on to the, the winners will move on to the championship series in each League and then the winners of the championship series in both leagues will move on to the World Series um, 
to determine the World Series champion. So in the American League Divisional Series, first you have the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, they beat the Blue Jays uh, 2-0 in the Wild Card Series, and they will play the Yankees, who beat the Indians 2-0 in their Wild Card Series. And the other ALDS matchup is the Houston Astros, who beat the Twins 2-0, and the Oakland A's, who beat the White Sox 2-1. The Moving over to National League, the first matchup in the NLDS features the Dodgers and the Padres. The Dodgers beat the uh, Milwaukee Brewers 2-0, and the Padres beat the St. Louis Cardinals 2-1. The uh, other divisional series in the National League, this is a surprise. Um, the Miami Marlins, who many people thought that they were one of the worst teams in baseball this year, pre-COVID and before all this craziness and wackiness happened, they beat the Chicago Cubs 2-0, and they will take on the Atlanta Braves, who uh, played a wacky series against the Cincinnati Reds but won two games to none. One of those games went uh, 13 innings with hardly anybody from either side getting a hit, but eventually the Braves walked it off 1-0, and then they won the second game 5-0. <clears throat> and the funny thing is this this postseason is unlike any other, so the wildcard series were best of three. The divisional series will be best of five. The championship series for each league will be best of seven, and the World Series is traditionally a best of seven series. And uh, the divisional series, they're going to be hosted at, like, neutral sites. So, um, for example, the Braves and the Marlins, they're going to play each other at Minute Maid Park, where the Astros usually play, um, and just... Uh, other series like the Yankees and the Rays, they're going to be at Petco Park in San Diego where the Padres usually play. Uh, the Astros are going to be taking on the A's at Dodger Stadium in L.A. And uh, when the World Series will eventually happen, that will actually happen at the new Goldblatt Field in Arlington where the Rangers play usually. So this is, this is a wacky, wacky postseason if I've ever seen one in sports. But um, – it's going to be really, really fun. The teams are going to be playing every day. They really don't get any days off. It's just going to be go, go, go. And I think to reach the ALCS, the winners, I'm going to pick the Astros and the Yankees for the ALCS. And for the NLCS, I'm going to pick the Braves um, and the Dodgers. I'm not going to pick the World Series winner yet. That'll come later down the line whenever um, the playoffs reach that point. But as you can see, the baseball postseason is very, very corny and wacky this year, but I'm here for it. That's what sports is all about. And October is traditionally the best month in the sports calendar. So um, welcome to October. Moving on to college football and pro football picks. So today, of course, starts week five of the 2020 college football season. But also this week, you have a lot of great top 25 matchups, so let's get right into it. Some of the early games, um, Florida hosts South Carolina in Gainesville. Florida's ranked number three, and I don't see them losing to South Carolina. Um, Texas is ranked number nine. They host TCU in Austin. Texas should win. They're 10-point favorites. Uh, Tennessee hosts Missouri. Tennessee should win. Pittsburgh hosts NC State. Pitt is a 14-point favorite in their 3-0 and 2-0 in the ACC. Pittsburgh will beat North Carolina State. North Carolina travels to Boston College. Um, Boston College typically has a great defense, but 
Um, I trust uh, North Carolina and its offense with Mac Brown to win on the road. Cincinnati will beat South Florida in Cincinnati. Um, Oklahoma State should thrash Kansas and Lawrence. Memphis is traveling to SMU. That's a pick'em game. I'm going to actually pick SMU to beat Memphis at home. Tulsa will travel to UCF to take on uh, the number 11th rank uh, Knights, the UCF Knights. They should win that game. Mississippi State host Arkansas. That's a win for Mississippi State. And Mike Leach coming off a big win over LSU last week. Oklahoma, after their stunning loss to Kansas State <coughs> last week in Norman, they travel up to Ames to take on the Iowa State Cyclones. Uh Oklahoma should bounce back. I think Leak and Riley will have Spencer Radler and the rest of the Sooners ready to play. Uh, LSU is 0-1. They're ranked number 20 now after being ranked number 6 last week. They will travel to Vanderbilt this week to take on the Commodores, who uh, barely lost at Texas A&M last weekend. And uh, I believe Coach O will have LSU ready to play. I don't see how... Um, Vanderbilt beats LSU even though they're at home. Now, if LSU loses as 21-point favorites, then um, there's something really wrong with the Tigers this year. Um, Clemson and Clemson's ranked number one, and they host Virginia um, in Memorial Stadium tonight. Uh, I don't see how Virginia beats Clemson, who's ranked number one at home. Uh, one of the finals from last night, BYU uh, thrashed Louisiana Tech 45-14. to BYU is now 3-0. Um, and they le- they're looking like a solid team this year. The two big games of the day that I'm now going to get to, um, this is the 2.30 p.m. Central game on CBS. It's going to be the 13th-ranked Texas A&M Aggies against the number 2 Alabama Crimson Tide, and this, is, this game is going to be played in Tuscaloosa, and Alabama is 18-point favorites in this game. I'm really concerned for A&M in this game because Last weekend against um, Vanderbilt, they were 31.5-point favorites to beat the Commodores in Kyle Field, and um, they ended up winning the game 17-12, to and their defense had to end up saving the day for them because uh, Kellen Mond, the, I, he started now for, what, three or four years now for A&M, a quarterback, and he had two or three fumbles and just did not play great, had trouble hitting open receivers, um, and I'm I'm just not confident in Kellamont to get the job done against Alabama. I think it's time for Jimbo Fisher to consider putting in uh, Calzada or Haynes King or whoever because Mond has had plenty enough time to get to uh, improve his play as the AM quarterback. But I think this summer he spent way too much time worrying about social justice issues on campus rather than perfecting his quarterback craft, which is re- frankly his job as the starting quarterback for for a major FPS program. I understand he's he wants social justice, but at the same time, like you have kind of a job to do um, as a starting quarterback and get better each and every day. And I just don't see how the Aggies at this point will contend with Bama today. Hopefully it's a close game. Hopefully, hopefully we get something like, you know, Johnny football back in 2012, whenever he had his Heisman moment, his coming out party, and we upset Bama, but that was uh, eight years ago. And ever since, Alabama's won handily almost every single time. There was one year at home where we won, or the Aggies lost very a very close game by uh, 10 points or so, but 
we've had games where we've lost 59 to nothing. I think last year we lost 49 to 28, but it wasn't really that close. Um, It's just last year, Alabama got about 30 to 40 yards in every single kickoff and punt return. And Tua Tagovailoa had just great field position on pretty much every Alabama possession. So there was no way for A&M to win that game. And I don't see how they won today. If they, if they upset Bama, I will go absolutely nuts, but I'm not holding my breath for it. I think Bama with Nick Saban and just all the five-star talent that they have all over the field on offense and defense, they just will overwhelm A&M and will send the Aggies back to college station with their tail in between their legs is what I believe, but I'm crossing my fingers. And the other big game tonight, this is a 6.30 p.m. Central kickoff on ESPN. It's the number seven Auburn Tigers taking on the number four Georgia Bulldogs. Um, Georgia's coming off a win over Arkansas last week. Uh, Auburn won last week as well. Uh, I'm going to pick Georgia as seven and a half point favorites. Um, Bo Nix as the Auburn quarterback, he's great dual threat um, with Gus Malzahn, Gus Malzahn and Chad Morris, the offensive coordinator for Auburn. He's he's putting up good numbers. Um, Auburn's always going to have a great offense, um, but I think Georgia's defense under Kirby Smart is just a little bit better than uh, Auburn's offense. I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I, I see it being a close game, a tight game. I can see it being maybe like a 28-24 type of game, and uh, Georgia just pulls away and ices the game. So I'm going to pick the Georgia Bulldogs to beat the Auburn Tiger. The number four Georgia board, excuse me, Bulldogs will beat the number seven Auburn Tigers tonight. And moving on to the NFL picks. So – Thursday night football came and passed um, a couple of days ago. The Denver Broncos beat the New York Jets um, 37 to 28 in New York. This was kind of a sad game to watch because both teams were 0 3 at the time. And the Jets are looking like the clear cut worst team in the NFL. Sam Darnold's just not getting it done under center. I think the Jets need to get rid of Adam Gates as their head coach very, very soon and just pick a new direction because from all the reports that I've seen from uh, the internet and TV, um, the Jets locker room is not very happy and they're not a big fan of Adam Gase and the way he coaches. And I would just love to see the Jets move on from Adam Gase and go in a new direction. So getting to the games on Sunday, um, first, uh, I'll go with the Minnesota Vikings and Houston Texans. They will play, uh, in Houston. That's a noon kickoff. On Fox, both teams are 0-3. The Texans, they've played the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Steelers, and those teams have a combined record of uh, 8-1 or something. They're a really tough schedule, but then again, um, there's really no excuse for the Texans to lose this game. They're at home. The Vikings are reeling. Um, The Vikings' passing offense is just not there this year. Dalvin Cook is a great stud running back for the Vikings. But the Vikings defense is just not what it has. It's not been what it has been the past several years. So I expect Deshaun Watson to step up, have a really big game on, on the ground and through the air. And I'll pick Houston to beat the Minnesota Vikings at home as four-point favorites. <laughs> Other noon games, the Chicago Bears, who are surprisingly 3-0, and are going to host the Indianapolis Colts in Chicago. Um Indianapolis is actually a three-point favorite, um, according to Vegas, and 
you know, I'm actually going to call for an upset here. I think the Colts, they're trending in the right direction. Um, they had that disaster start against the Jaguars, I think, back in week one. But since then, they played really, really well. They beat up on the Jets last weekend by over 30 points. And the Bears, um, they've beaten some pretty bad teams. So I'm not buying. They're not not every 3-0 record is created the same. So with that being said, I'm going to pick the Colts. Um and Philip Rivers to upset the Chicago Bears, who are who now have a quarterback controversy with Nick Foles replacing Mitch Trubisky last week in Atlanta, and I don't think that Nick Foles is the long-term answer quarterback for the Bears, even though he was great last week against Atlanta. <coughs> the Jaguars and the Bengals. Um, I can see the Bengals actually finally getting a win for Joe Burrow because the Jaguars there. They've been really, really struggling um, after that opening week win against the Colts. Uh, I don't see how Joe Burrow doesn't put up a ton of numbers against the lowly Jaguars defense, so I'm going to pick the Bengals in that one. The Cleveland Browns travel to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. This is just going to – I'll tell you right now, this is just going to be a shootout, shootout, shootout. Um, each team is going to put up over 30 points. Um the over-under for this game is 56. I, I would bet the over if I was betting. Um, I think the Cowboys will win just because um, they have a little bit of a better offense, and I think Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Um, the thing is, the Cowboys' defense, especially their secondary, has been just getting thrashed. They got walloped by the, the Seahawks last week, and Russell Wilson threw for five touchdowns. And uh, the Browns have a very nice defensive line led by Miles Garrett. But I just think Baker Mayfield's prone to a few mistakes, even though he's playing a suspect defense at best. And Dak Prescott, he's been putting up video game-like numbers. He's thrown for almost 1,200 yards and five touchdowns through three games. Um, and he's going to probably put up at least 400 yards and four touchdowns tomorrow versus the Browns. So I'll pick the Cowboys at home. The Saints are one and two, and they travel to Detroit to take on the Lions, who are also one and two. The Saints, um, I think this is a wake up call for them. I think they're going to play with a sense of urgency tomorrow, and uh, Drew Brees uh, just needs to push the ball down the field, use, utilize Alvin Kamara and all of his receivers. He's not going to have Michael Thomas, unfortunately, again, but um, I think the Saints will beat the Lions this Sunday. The Seattle Seahawks, they're going to travel cross-country to take on the Miami Dolphins. They're five-point favorites on the road. Uh, Russell Wilson's just playing out of his mind. He's the MVP, MVP front-runner right now by a mile. He's completing a ridiculous percentage of his passes, and he's thrown for 14 touchdowns and only one interception, which, which was not his fault. Um, and the Seahawks should beat the Dolphins on the road. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are hosting the L.A. Chargers in Tampa. Tampa's a seven-point favorite. Um, Tom Brady should have a really good game against the Chargers, although the Chargers do have a good set of cornerbacks. Um, Austin Eckler and Keenan, Cal Keenan Allen are great weapons for the Chargers, but the Bucs have far too many weapons for the Chargers to really contain them, so I'm going to pick the Bucs at home versus the Chargers. The Ravens should crush uh, the Washington football team on the road. Baltimore's a 14-point favorite on the road. Whenever you, see, whenever you see that big of a line in the NFL, especially for a road team, you just expect the road team to just absolutely destroy the other team. 
And if that doesn't happen, then the Ravens have some soul searching to do. The Cardinals, who are coming off a loss last week at home to the Detroit Lions, they travel almost all the way across the country to take on the Carolina Panthers and Charlotte. Um, Kyler Murray <clears throat> should bounce back from his uh, three interception game last week. The Panthers defense is very young and they give up a lot of points. And uh, Murray and DeAndre Hopkins are just tearing tearing their opponents up. They have a great, great chemistry with each other. And I'm still fuming that Bill O'Brien gave away DeAndre Hopkins for a bag of chips, basically. So um, good that D-Hop is having a great time um, with Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, who should beat the Panthers tomorrow. And I picked them to beat the Panthers, but I'm still salty about DeAndre Hopkins getting traded for a bag of chips. L.A. Rams hosts the New York Giants in L.A. The Rams are 13-point favorites. Um, the Rams' offense will just overwhelm the Giants. The Giants are just they're, – they're a mess right now. One, I think this is a good game. The Buffalo Bills are 3-0. They'll go to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. That's a 3.25 p.m. Central kickoff on CBS. Um, Josh Allen and the Bills' offense has just – they've just made a massive, massive jump from last year. They have a – top five offenses along with a top five defense. Um, Buffalo is just very well coached. And although the Raiders and um, their offense is humming usually under John Gruden and Josh Jacobs is a bell cow running back and Derek Carr is a really good quarterback, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Buffalo offense and the Buffalo defense. I think that that's just too much talent for the Raiders to overcome. Um, the Raiders pass defense can be suspect at times. In fact, the Raiders, are one of those teams that gives up a lot of chunk plays. So I expect the Bills to put up a lot of points and uh, beat the Raiders on the road. Sunday night game is going to be the Philadelphia Eagles traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. Um, 49ers, they have a lot of injuries right now, but and I don't see how Carson Wentz overcomes the 49ers. Stevens. Carson Wentz, I remember when people – we're comparing him to Dak Prescott and making it seem like he was better than Prescott. Boy, are those people looking looking smart right now, aren't they? Because Wentz leads the league in turnovers, fumbles, interceptions, and he's been horribly efficient um, as quarterback this year. Dak Prescott is far and away a better quarterback at this point. And the 49ers defense should overwhelm the Eagles. Um, if the Eagles win tomorrow, I would be shocked. But I'm going to pick the 49ers as seven-point favorites. The Monday night game is the Green Bay Packers, who are 3-0, hosting the Atlanta Falcons in Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers is just playing out of his mind this year. Although he's been without Devontae Adams, his top receiver the past couple games, he's putting up video eye-popping video game-like numbers. Aaron Jones is emerging as one of the best running backs in the NFL. Um, and the receiving core for the Packers, it's not star-studded, but he gets the job done with Rodgers. The defense for the Packers is also improved. The Falcons, they have they have a good offense. It's just that their defense is not very good at all. And the past couple of weeks, the Falcons have blown two 15-plus fourth-quarter point leads, which has never happened in the history of the NFL. And I don't expect the Falcons to beat the Packers either on Monday Night Football. The Packers will win this game easily. And another game that was supposed to be played this weekend was the 3-0 Titans and the 3-0 Steelers, but due to the Titans, um, some of their players and staff testing positive for COVID-19, that game has been postponed. 
at a later date. Um, so halfway through the season, um, that game should be completed, but the NFL hasn't decided exactly when that game is going to be played. So there you go. Those are my pro and college football picks. Uh, that's the meat and potatoes on my show. A couple more notes before we wrap things up here, before I get my Saturday started uh, with homework and football and whatnot. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, they ended up winning the Stanley Cup this year uh, in the NHL. They beat the Dallas Stars in, I believe, six games. Um, I had a lot. I have a lot of Stars fans here in College Station, and they were gone the year, but the Tampa Bay Lightning ended up on top, and I did not join in the Stars' misery this year. So sorry, Stars, but you'll have to wait till next year. And finally, uh, Doc Rivers, the head coach, for the Clippers got fired and he got hired um, yesterday or the day before by the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, he signed a five-year deal to be their next head coach. Um, great for Doc Rivers. Um, I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a, he, I don't think he's an elite coach, but he's a pretty decent coach. He does have a championship back in 08 with the Celtics. And he, out of his 21 years as a head coach, he's made the playoffs 16 times. So that's a, that's a pretty decent resume, if you ask me. And I think him with uh, Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and the rest and the rest of the talented Sixers squad, I think they can make some noise in the Eastern Conference this this upcoming season. But we'll have to wait and see um, how the NBA plays their next season, which isn't going to start until at least after Christmas of this year. Well, that's the end of the show. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen in uh, to my picks and whatnot. Um, if you ever feel like supporting the podcast, I am more than happy if you support the podcast. But just by you listening, that's greatly, greatly appreciated as well. Um, I post this podcast pretty much every week now and make weekly picks with football, um, basketball, and, of course, baseball this time of year. So any listener support is greatly appreciated. You can go to anchor.com, set up, set up payments if you want to support me. But if you just want to listen in, I appreciate that as well. And uh, I will see you in the next episode very soon. Well, I'm updating this episode now because I just got breaking news out of the NFL. Cam Newton, the quarterback for, um, for the New England Patriots, has tested positive for COVID-19. And he's out for the Sunday game <clears throat> against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's going to be 325 Central Time kickoff on CBS. Um, the line was KC minus 7. That'll probably go up to minus 10 or something because... Uh, Cam Newton not helming the Patriots offense is huge. And I was going to pick the Chiefs anyway because Patrick Mahomes and his weapons will just overwhelm the Patriots, even though they have really good defense. But this is the breaking news. Um, Cam Newton, the quarterback from the New England Patriots, has tested positive for COVID-19, and he's out versus the Chiefs on Sunday. So, Cam, I hope you get well, speed recovery to you, and uh, good luck to the Patriots because they're going to need it against the Chiefs.